This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Hey, it is Judd's Hockey Show. Judd Zolgad, a side of Declan Goff, uh, producing, co-hosting, doing all that good stuff. What's up, sir? Oh, you know, just trying to not not be a healthy scratch. Even though I, I'm, I've been forced into the lineup every day as a as a as a top top. We've remained healthy so far, which I means you're not healthy. going to bars too much. Well, I I'm going to patios. I'm definitely exploring the patios. But you're wearing a mask to the I patio. Wear, I wear the mask to the patio. I wear the mask when I have to go inside and use the restroom. I've been to one bar so um, far, but outside. I went. I, I'll save this story because it's just not hockey appropriate. But yesterday I went to a patio, and let's just say there was others on the patio that I was completely appalled by, and I cannot believe I sat through it, and it was scary. I didn't like what it. What were you doing? Why, why didn't you just go home? I just had sat down. I just gotten the beer. Get out of there. I, was with, out I there. was with the gal. I, I, it was, there was too many things going on. Get out of there, There's there too many things going on. All right. Have I um, beaten to death the storyline no. of the fact that I cannot believe? I can't. I'm just absolutely astounded. Okay. Baseball, the labor deal. Off the charts bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Football has come along and told the players, we need to put X yeah. amount in escrow. And, and now, I think the Player Association of Football is so weak that they might cave. But sure. nonetheless, we are headed for problems, okay? Yep. Yep. Basketball wasn't exactly, I wouldn't call it smooth. It wasn't terrible. It, it's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah. I can't believe it. I know. The poster child for can't everybody get along now and previously dysfunction was the National Hockey League, Bettman and the guys. And they are going to come out of this with a new CBA that I believe is going to be for four additional years. Basically, I think the agreement then ends up tacked on to be a six-year deal. Um, It might not be ideal, but my God, did I hear, did we even hear, uh, we heard a little bit of dissension at the end, but very, very small amount. Did we even hear, you know, any whining and moaning and complaining what, what the hell? What sport is this? This is a hockey podcast. We love our hockey, okay? We love hockey on this show, and our listeners love hockey. But I think you and I can both admit that typically the NHL, among the four major North American sports, is typically a dumpster fire. Yes. With the way it's handled, with its leadership. They lost a season. With its CBAs, with its lockouts. Yes. You know, it's usually fourth, and it's a hard fourth. And they're looking up at everyone else, and it's not close. I can't believe that through all this madness, 
All of it. And there's been so much madness, not just in sports, Judd, in our world, in our states, in our country, and unrest with so many crap going, so much crap going on. I don't know what you're talking about. No. no idea. You've lost me completely. Everything's great as far as I'm concerned. And if you would have told me that the NHL and Bettman and Fair and the players. Donald Fair, yes, the the old baseball guy who drives as hard a bargain as anybody. Would all come up on top out of all those groups and entities. I would have said there's no chance in hell that's happening. And they are. They look great. They honestly look great. I'm totally Kudos. with you. I'm totally with you. I would Kudos. have laughed at you and been like, you're an idiot. I, They're going to have problems. Can you imagine if I made that as a write that down? I don't know how I could have quantified it. If, like, if I made this prediction in April, on April 1st. Like, I would have destroyed you. You would have destroyed me for the prediction. Yes, I would have laughed at you and destroyed you. Yes, and that would have been like that would have been a walk off. I win. Write that down. There'd be no more season. It'd be an automatic win if I had made that prediction. I, I'm serious. So the the announcement of the new CBA is expected to take place here within the next, I think, week or so. It's going to be voted upon, if I'm not mistaken, by the players. Probably approved. We'll then go into phase three, which is going to be training camps. And phase four will be, I believe it's early August, a, a return to play, which is going to include the qualifying rounds, which, of course, is going to include a Wild Canucks series. And uh, because of that, we sat down and talked to Wild GM Bill Guerin about the upcoming series, about the Kaprasov contract, about a whole bunch of stuff. Here is our conversation with the Wild general manager. All right, sir, I'm going to start you off with a hard-hitting query about this one. Did I see you're on TikTok now at 49? I'm 50. I still haven't gone near TikTok. I am not on TikTok. I, I am not. My daughters and my son are. My son doesn't like it, but my daughters do. And um, during the first part of the quarantine, when we were all here in our apartment, they uh, they just wanted to make a few videos. And, you know, being the good dad that I am, I said, okay. I'm usually not... Uh, um, I'm not an active uh, social media uh, person, but I, I was doing it for my for my daughters. Okay, very nice. Do, do you have a Twitter account that might not be under the name Bill Guerin, so that you can follow those that you care about who are on uh, that form of social media? I do. I do have one, and I do have an Instagram that nobody nobody would find, and and it's just. Um, you know, it's a way to, I guess, stay current. And you know what? Like, my kids already think I'm a dinosaur, but it's also cool to, you know, stay current with some things that they, you know, that they follow. And you know, we, I follow them and see what they're up to and stuff like that. So it's, it's good. It's, it's part of the the, the new world that I mean, I don't totally understand it, but I'm yep. trying. I know it. And uh, you know, I, I fought it for a long time, but. Um, I'm actually a big uh, believer of it. If you use it in a positive way, I do. I do. Um, it, I, I think it's it's made people less accountable in the world, though, mm-hmm. because they can just say whatever they want and and they hide behind their their Twitter handle or whatever, and they would never say certain things face to face to people. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's created that. But there are some really positive things about it that you can uh, that you can use, and and you know some of the things are pretty cool. What player or players in your day would have gotten in the most trouble if they had had access to the Twitters <laughs> and the Facebooks and all of that good stuff? Oh, my God. <laughs> the list is long. <laughs> the list is long. I couldn't even pin down one guy that would have gotten in the most trouble. But, like, you know what? Just the, the, when 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 guys get in trouble for it, it's, they're not necessarily always trying to – say something that's stupid or 
would upset people. They're just, they just react and they just write it down and they forget the implications of it. And I, I just, so many, it happens all the time, but you, you just, you know, and I, I do, I tell, I tell my kids, I, 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 we try to educate the players on be careful what you put on there. I mean, you don't know how people <laughs> are going to, you don't know how people are going to interpret what you say and, and you have a platform and it's powerful. So just, just be careful and think it through before you hit, before you hit send, think it through. And beers and Twitter do not mix well. Oh no. That no, would no. be my, that would be my platform. Oh, if you're going to yeah. drink, put the phone away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the, that's the big one. Yeah. Don't, don't go home after, uh, uh, shutting the bar down and, and, uh, start, uh, uh <laughs> busting out stuff on your, your Twitter account. Oh man. No, that, that's a no, no. Exactly. Uh, so how confident are, are you, as we approach the return to play, what, phase three into phase four, which is actually going to be hopefully the return to games, how confident are you, Bill Guerin, that we are going to see the season resume? And I guess just as importantly, how confident are you right now that we're actually going to see a Stanley Cup uh, champion um, uh, for the end of the year as well? You know what? I'm, I'm really confident. I mean, just, I mean, with how far everything's come so far, you know, t- till now, it's, I mean, we're right there. And uh, I, I think everybody's uh, um, not just not just serious about it, but, like, really preparing for it. Like, you know, the, the league has worked tremendously hard on on getting all these details hashed out and, you know, getting the hub cities and, and all this stuff in line. It's a ton of work. And nobody wants to do this for nothing. Um, so I, I'm really confident in it. I think – you know what, uh, you know, just hearing what I'm hearing from, from like our players and our staff, like guys are ready. They're, they're, they're getting excited to play. So, um, you know, it'll be, I think once we really get up and running and we kind of get back to what um, feels more like normal, I, I think we'll just fall right back into place and everybody will be really happy. Bill, we talked to Dumba a few weeks ago, and and we asked him about these play-in series, the round-robin tournament, you know, maybe just the idea of expanding the playoffs in the NHL as a whole. And, and let's say next season it's an 82-game season. Hopefully maybe we're back to normal. Are, are you kind of looking at these round-robins and these play-in tournaments and, and expanding the playoffs as a possible idea that maybe the NHL could implement in future seasons? Yeah, I, I, I think this could uh, actually kind of open our eyes up to, to a number of different things, and, and that being one of them. Um, you know, if, if we could ever expand the playoff pool, then, then that might be a good thing. But, uh, you know, I, I think this is, is, this is really kind of, uh, one of those, those odd years that, that, you know, in, in, in coming up with these ideas, it can really like lead to lead to different things, uh, you know, down, down the road. And, you know, I, I like the way that they're going to, you know, do the reseeding after the first round and, you know, keep reseeding and things like that. It's, that's kind of the way, you know, it should be. So I'm excited about it, see, just to see how it works out and how everybody handles it. Hey, how, how much has this whole uh, stoppage in play as well and then, you know, come back and play and then stop it again? How much has this changed your job? Well, I mean, honestly, like, it, it's been really strange just because we were away from the rink uh, for so long. Um, you know, you're not, you're not going in. Every, there, there's just no hockey. Right, and then when things start started ramping up, um, like right now, it's just a lot of like logistical uh, stuff that we're working through and and trying to figure out. And 
um, that's probably the biggest thing is the the lack of hockey that you know that's out there and 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 then just trying to trying to figure out if this thing's really going to you know if we're going to be able to get back to play and what it's going to take and you know, all the sacrifices and stuff like that that have to be made so um, but you know what it's still uh, still the best job in the world I still love it and it's uh, it's been awesome do you still call teams and talk trade? I, I mean, you know, obviously trades can't be made until after the season is complete, but have you still been trying to be active as far as as doing some of the procedural things that you would have been doing this time of year regardless? No, not as much, uh, to be honest with you, because, um, you know, th- things change as, as you go along. You know, we, we, we didn't know what, like, the critical dates were and all sorts of things like that. We still don't know what's you know, when a, a start time to, to next season will be. or um, So there, there's still a lot of question marks out there. So, yep. um, you know, and I haven't received uh, any calls, really. I mean, maybe one. Um, but it, it's just it's just not, not really the time. All right, sir. I'm very confused here, so help me. Yeah, where, join the club. Where do things stand with Kaprasov? Uh, I, I did see the last report in the last, what, four or five days that you guys, it looked like you would be able to sign him for the 20, for, for the completion of the 1920 season, but he couldn't play, but then he could play for you if and when you do start. Um, what is the update there? And why, <laughs> and, and a simple question, why the hell does this have to be so confusing? Yeah, I just. Think I think I'm speaking for fans there, you know? Yeah. Why? It's just because of, of everything that's gone on. If this was a normal year, it wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't have been any different. But um, there are a lot of things that that changed, not just in the world, but in the hockey world. And it's been a confusing time. But I, I can say that we are in a we are in a good spot with Kirill. Um, we've had a really good dialogue with his agent. Uh, I would say we're. Like I said, we're in a positive spot with him, um, and we're just still trying to figure out what the best thing for both sides is. And I mean, I'm I'm confident that he will play for us very soon. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm gonna I'll leave it at that. But everything is positive. Bill, what do you make of the owners and the players being able to sit down in the middle of this pandemic and essentially extend and hash out a new CBA? I mean, we've seen so many lockouts, unfortunately, in this in, in this league over the last 20 years. I thought it was kind of refreshing that even in the hardest times, both the owners and the players were able to sit down and negotiate a, a, a new deal. Yeah, I think it was smart on both sides. And, um, you know, the... the Labor peace is is the best thing you can you can ask for. Um, doesn't matter what side of the table you're sitting on. So uh, as long as we have that going forward, everybody everybody should be happy, and uh, you know we can we can concentrate on on just growing the business and and uh, you know with, without a you know the risk of a labor stoppage in, in in the near future. Congrats too. Baseball complete mess. Football looking bad. Hockey, perfect. I never would have expected uh, 10 to 15 years back, Bill Guerin, that hockey would, would be the one sport that would get this exactly right. But hockey's done a great job, I think, so far. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I, I think it, uh, you know, we have great leadership at the league. You know, uh, Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, um, you know, they've been through so much in, in their tenure there that they, they understand 
um, you, you know, the, the, the temperature of these things and, and, and how to do it and, and, and lead. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're very lucky. And, you know, I, I think the players on their end are extremely smart to, uh, you know, to, to engage in, in, in negotiations and, and, you know, uh, it, it's just smart. It's smart all around. And I, I just, you know, it's, it's nice to have. Absolutely. To be honest with you. And, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I've always been proud to be a part of the NHL and uh, and still am. And I think we do things the right way. On Kirill, um, when do you expect to get the official word on, on what the procedure is going to be to sign him? And when, when you talk about expecting him uh, to play here soon, do you think that there's a pretty good chance that he might play here for the start of the, of the 2021 campaign? Or do you think he probably might be back in the KHL for at least one more year? Uh, you know, I don't know, Judd. I, I you know, I, I can't really get into some of that stuff, and I don't want to make a prediction and say, oh, you know, he's not coming back to the KHL, and then he goes back, and sure. everybody says I'm a liar or, or didn't know what I was talking about. So I, I, I just don't really want to get into like specific details and things. You know, we'll, we'll get him signed when we can, and 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 hopefully that soon. And um, but again, we we, we want to do what's right for both sides here, and what you know what's right for him and us. Bill, I know the goal in this play-in series is to win. That That's that's the goal, whether I was talking to you or a coach or a player. But but how intriguing is it that one of these losing teams does have a 12.5% chance of getting that number one overall pick? Yeah, it's definitely different. But our our goal is to, to go in and win. And that's why we play. We we, we play to win, and, and it's, uh, you know, we, we were playing good hockey when this whole uh, – when this whole thing kind of shut us down and uh, you know, I'm, I'm confident that the group is, is going to be hungry and mentally strong and ready to go. And uh, uh, you know, the expectations are high and, and we want to win and we, we have to go out there and, and, and prove that and not just say it, but show it. And uh, you know, that that's what's expected. That's what's expected of, you know, from, I expect that of myself and I expect it of the coaches and I expect it from the players and, um, it's all about winning. Of course, Bill, if you do lose, you, you won't celebrate that fact. Um, but, but it does become, as Declan just said, much more intriguing too. Uh, because if you do get that top pick, man, it could be very interesting to have what Lafreniere, Kaprasov and, uh, Fiala and, and company for a few years. Yeah. I mean, if that does happen, then we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll assess the situation, but it, it, it could be a, you know, uh, uh, a good situation for a team. Is Cunning going to play, or is, is there some health concern there with him potentially not playing against the Canucks? No, he's he's going to play. Okay. Yep. Yep. Bill, off that uh, on the CBA talker, what, what's your thoughts on that salary cap staying flat here for the for the next two seasons, and how, how does that just change the way you will approach free agency for the team? Well, I mean, it definitely. You know, usually you're you're used to a. A little, uh, a little inflator in there, and th- that you can, you know, you'll have a little bit more wiggle room. But um, to me, it's not. I, I won't really approach it any differently. We're, we're just going to have to, um, you know, just be prepared, and w- we know what it'll be, and um, you know, just just plan accordingly. I mean, I, I think the, the the fact that you know there it won't be growing for the next two years, kind of. You know, with the players are going to have to understand that, and there's just not enough. There's not going to be uh, maybe the type of money that's going to be 
thrown around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think it's all just a matter of planning and um, just making sure that we can uh, try to try to fill our holes and, and you know accomplish what we need to accomplish. Game one quali- qualifying round in your mind, Bill. Who is uh, most likely to be between the pipes for the Wild? Uh, it's tough to say. Uh, to be honest with you, you know we're going to have camp here. Yep. And we, you know what, we we're going to play the guys who are performing at their best. I don't care who makes what, who did what, this and that. We're going in quick. Games are going to happen fast, and we don't have time for guys to kind of feel their way into it. You're either going to be on and you're going to play or you're not and you're going to be out. Wow. Kakanen, uh is is that an intriguing thought that he might play? Because there definitely could be a future there for him. He's coming off a great uh, season down in the American League. Is, is there some thought that he's going to get a pretty good chance to at least potentially win that playoff job or qualifying round job? Every, everybody's in the same Everybody's in the same boat. They're, they're, uh, it doesn't matter. Like I said, doesn't matter what you did in the last, you know, six months or year or whatever. Yep. We need guys that are ready now. Last thing. And who are going to help us win now. So that's who we'll go with. Gotcha. Last thing, Bill Guerin. Um, when training camp in phase three does start, are players going to quarantine at that time or are they not going to officially start to quarantine until you get to um, the, the hub, the hub city? Well, we're just, we're really trying to encourage all the guys to just stay at home and, and limit your, your, your activity outside of the rink and, you know, come, come to the rink, you know, skate, practice, workout, go home and, and try to stay there. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's really the best thing for, for everybody. And, um, I know, I know these guys are taking it serious. They, they really are. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's, uh, you know, then that's for all of us, you know, mm-hmm. and we've, we've got to take this serious and, you know, if we want it to get off the ground and, you know, have league success, like we're all going to have to do it. So it's, uh, it's important. Yeah. I saw, I, I believe it was the blues had some players go to a bar that's probably and look, I am pro bar as the next guy. Okay, oh yeah, me too. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with going to a bar, but these days I would strongly suggest that that if you want to stay healthy on the ice, on the court, the field, etc., it's probably a very good idea to put the bar going experiences on hold for at least a few months. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I can't criticize other teams or, or you know. Uh, Keep keep tabs on them. I, I'm trying to worry about our guys, and um, you know, and, and you know, guys are going to do what they're going to do. We just want to encourage them to, you know, all of us to do the right things. Thank you, sir. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Thank Much you. appreciated. Take care. All right, Dex. Lots to unpack there. Let's start with Kaprasov. I don't think it's a stretch to say, and and I know that Bill explained it, but I don't think it's a stretch to say. This seems so unnecessarily bleeped up right now. Yeah. It just does. And and I get the fact that not allowing him to play in the return to play, although he would have been eligible to play when his KHL contract had expired in May, he could have stepped into the wild lineup at that time and played immediately in the playoffs. I get that that was a bargaining chip between the league and the Players Association to get this CBA done. Mm-hmm. I understand all that. I understand that the wild is the victim of that. 
But that being said, just from the standpoint of can't we just see this kid play, it does seem to me ultimately ridiculous. I agree, dude. Um, and th- th- it's been complicated. It's not as easy as we wanted it to be. And everything was looking, you know, pre-pandemic, while we're trending upwards, the KHL season was coming to an end. All signs pointed to Kirill Kaprizov making his season debut before the end of the 82 regular game season. Everything was pointing to that. Finally, we were going to see the guy here in a Minnesota sweater, and and he was going to be our saving grace. And unfortunately, COVID paused that. And then through another wrench just in the entire return to play protocols and CBAs and money and negotiations. And and yes, it's frustrating. It's another, honestly, you, you could write a book just on how difficult it was, I think, to get Kirill Kappers off here. And this is a new chapter, a new significant chapter in that dialogue. But I, I, I want this to be over with. I'm, I'm now, you know, last week or two weeks ago when we talked, I, I was more on the fence of, man, I just don't want to burn that year of control. And now I don't care. Burn it. That's what I said. Burn it. Get him here. Just get him because I want him here. So he can't play. So so it's likely to come out that he is not going to be. He's eligible to sign right now, but he couldn't play in the return to play. And so he could play in December if and when. And I believe that the 2020-21 campaign is probably going to start in December that he can play then. But the question then is, does he want to sit that long or go back to the KHL and play, in which case he's going to be under contract for another year, and they're not going to allow him to walk in December. But I'm with what you just said. Let's just get the, get this done. But it just seems like so much unnecessary red tape totally. created basically as a leverage point for the league against the players, again, to get that CBA. As, mu- as, as much gratifying. as we just praised this league at the beginning of this pod, I think that, that's the one. Th- it's not detrimental. It's not like a complete yeah, yeah. buzzkill by com- any means. But, but uh, yes, it, it, if these guys can just get their bleep together, it, it would be great because I want to see 97. Also, I hope he wears 97. I don't want to see it. Like, I love unique numbers in hockey. Do you? Yes. I want to see 97. Sure. Not, he's not going to be Gretzky, absolutely. But well, you can. He can't. But, retired. But I want to see a 97. I think that's so cool. Give it 97. Connor wears that. Yeah. Well, and he can't wear number one either because that's for the fans. But, but, uh, that's we really another. need to talk about sorry, that. Sorry. Sorry. Can I, we unretire sorry. that, please? Can we yeah. bring that thing down? Right. Can we just admit that that was the previous regime? And can we get the one on the back of a goaltender? Speaking of. Um, I found it interesting that Bill Guerin left the door wide open for mm-hmm. and play. basically came out and said, we are going to have a training camp in which whomever looks to be the sharpest is going to play in the series, the qualifying round against Vancouver. And I thought very much left the door open for if it's Staloc, that's great. If it's Dubnik, that's fine. If it's Kakinen, he's going to play. Mm-hmm. I found that to be interesting, and and I think it's a very smart move to at least go in with an open mind that if it's the kid, you play the kid. I would say, if we're going to do a uh, shout-out to our friend Matthew Cowler, a pie chart here, a pie chart of which goaltender would have the best chances of playing. My 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 math here, so bear, please to God bear with me. Um, I would say— don't, don't worry, you're not talking to a genius. 40% chance it's Staloc. He has the the biggest chance. I okay. think I think it's I would be fair. it would take a bad camp for I think Staylock and he was playing to not get it. Great. Yep. That's very fair. However, I do think because that he's been able to sit on it and 
And he's been a little vocal too, I, uh, Dubnik, uh, in in how is this the right plan? He's got an ailing wife, you know. Should we be sacrificing or should we or putting ourselves at risk and stuff? But yeah. I will say the time off has helped Dubnik and has helped his case because he is the veteran. He is a guy that has been trusted in the playoffs before. I know the record doesn't say so, but I think he has earned the right to have that cause in the room. So I would say it's about thirty five percent. So Stalock has the edge, but I don't think it's like night and day different. So that means we're up to 75%. So that means Capo has 25% chance to make it. So 40, 35, 25 from Stalock, Dubnik, to Kakinen. I think Capo would really have to show that it's his cage to stay in there. Yep. He definitely has the most to prove. Yep. Um, but I do like that Garen basically flat out said that if this kid is it, yep. I'm going to start him. I think that's incredibly fair. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly right. And all right. So so we certainly asked uh, Garen about this. But I'm going to ask you, put yourself in his shoes privately, because you're now you're never going to come out and say, "Yeah, we, well, he does love Jeff's if, hockey show." If we get blown out in three games, I don't right. care. Okay, yeah, 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 he's a big fan. Of but put yourself in his shoes, and and I'm going to take you down this path. All right, tell me your thoughts. You now have a twelve twelve point five percent chance to get the first overall pick. Yes. All right. The qualifying round is again a fun return to the sport, but. If you're a hockey guy, there's no way in reality that you're seeing this as this is truly the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're trying. Don't blame them one bit. But if you're a GM, would you be slightly more tempted if Kakanen looks halfway decent in your camp? Let's say he looks pretty good. Would you be tempted to give the kid the starting goal because of the 12.5% chance at the top overall pick that you're going to have if you get bounced in the qualifying round, you really can't lose now. So, like, previously, you might have said, well, we're not going to, you know, if if the top pick had gone to Detroit, you would say, well, we might as well try it and win because our draft pick is going to be um, not great. But now, now you've created a situation where if you win, okay, that's cool. If you don't win... You get a chance at the top overall pick in the draft, which is a potential franchise-changing player. And now I'm thinking to myself, the Kakanen opportunity and goal might be even more intriguing because I am not as upset if I get bounced out. And I'll go back to what I told you, I think, a month or more um, ago on this show. The opportunity to see that kid in goal with some pressure on him for my future seasons, really intrigues me. Well, so let me try to unpack everything you just tried to say there. Number one, I, I do believe... If you lose, if you lose, if mm-hmm. Kakanen plays in goal and you lose, you've got a chance at the number one overall pick in the draft. That's very sexy. Yeah. If you win, that's great. But are you more tempted to play the kid in goal? Because if you do end up being eliminated by the Canucks, it's not the end of the world you go into what could be a very fortuitous situation with the draft lottery. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so I guess where I'm at is I, I do believe, I don't think this is lip service, I think the majority the majority of owners and general managers and coaches and players don't look at this Stanley Cup as tainted. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think if you polled them, and even with the truth serum, not even just I'm going to say this for face and save it for, for PR purposes, I think most of them still view this Stanley Cup as legitimate because of how unique the situation is. So I, I, I do believe that the players and owners and coaches do believe that this isn't an asterisk here. This is a fight to the Stanley Cup because of the situations that are happening in the world, and I think it's heightened to that. However, 
to answer the question of should you start Capo and 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 the win, there's no lose situation of what you're trying to get at. Toy with that idea, yes. Um, so I'm intrigued by it for sure. What I what the path I thought you were gonna go down was, let's say Kakinen wasn't ready, or let's just say Dubnik didn't look great, but they just said, screw it, we're going to play him because we do want that number one overall pick. So let's not put the guy we think is the best to win this series. Let's put the guy that we think can get us the first overall pick. That is, I thought, I thought that's the path. I don't know that they would. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I don't know that they would do that, but I do think if they thought the Kakinen could play and look sharp in camp, that you would gamble on the fact that he might struggle just because of the pressure, for instance, in game one. I don't think they would purposely put a guy in goal that they thought was going to fail. I do think they might take a gamble on a kid that you could get a lot of of valuable intelligence in a very short time on Mm -hmm. by putting him in a pressure-packed situation. And if he plays great, that's fantastic. And if he doesn't, you learn. And probably most importantly, he learns too. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't see them sa- sandbagging it with yeah. Dubnik because they don't think Dubnik will play well. I think got that it. takes it a step that they probably wouldn't go. Got it, got it. That's just me. Being I mean, that a, could a happen for some teams, scenario. Dex. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That could be some teams for sure. Yeah. So I'm curious in that if if Capo's the guy, then yeah, give it to Capo. I I don't see a situation. I I know this is a hot topic among Wild fans that they they do want to go when this league year ends and there is the free agency period, whether it's in September, whenever the hell it is, sure. that they want to go and get Matt Murray. They want to go and overpay for a goaltender. I just, I don't, I know how bad. I don't think they're going to do that. I know how bad the goaltending I, was here. No. Don't. I'm do with you that. on this one. I don't think they're going to. Your upgrade is in the system. And his well, name is Capo Kakinen. That's your upgrade. But they have to. Salary cap. Yeah. To your point, uh, to uh, Bill Guerin about the salary cap, they have to now. You can, the only thing, the only money that this team cap-wise should be looking to create under the cap and rearrange Declan, right-handed center. Mm-hmm. That's the only place. You cannot be investing in two positions now. I think you're right. Now, now if and when they get really good and you say to yourself, oh, your goaltending cocking and didn't pan out as much as they had hoped, or he's not ready. and now there's yeah. a conversation to be had about a potential trade yes. down the road, yeah. I think that takes place. I agree. But short-term in trying to build this thing, I think Capo it, is your goalie. Yeah. And I think that the only place that, that you potentially, let's say, uh, subtract a Brodeen contract mm-hmm. or a Dumba type of contract yep. is for a center and that's the one place that I would look to invest in and would probably hurt me cap-wise, but would be worth the trade-off. By the way, don't sleep on the fact that if the Wild get the number one overall pick, it's for sure Lafanier. Because I do think Quentin Byfield being a center, a yeah, true center. I don't. I would run over there and grab the phone from Bill. Byfield's supposed to be pretty damn good, too. I, you're, you can't pass on a generational talent, and this kid might be a generational talent. Byfield could be a generational talent. Amen. But I'm taking. I, I am taking. I don't think it's as unanimous as we think it is. I would, I would hope that they would call me. <laughs> well, I want to. I want. I would hope. Reaction. I would hope that they would consult with me. Yep. Um. I can't pass. I, I get your point completely. Uh. But if Lafreniere turns out to be the player that he looks to be, and that does not to say that Byfield couldn't be very good. I don't know if you can pass on that. that yeah. That's one. That is one place in a draft, Declan Goff, where I do believe that you need to take the best player, player available. available. Yeah. Like by the time you get to 13, 14, 15, okay. 
you are lying if you tell me you are going with best player available at position of need, right? <laughs> right, right. You, you know, Garrett uh, Brad Bitberry of the Vikings, the center, is no way was he the best player on the board when the Vikings picked, but they were desperate for help at that position and on mm-hmm. the offensive line. Um, last thing. It sounds like Cunning is going to play for sure. Yeah, and in fact, right before we started recording, too, I saw this from uh, NHL Pro Hockey Rumors, actually from, I believe, Adrian Dater of uh, yeah. Colorado Hockey News, that the league is giving players until next Monday, which would be the July 13th, to opt out of playing. So players have, you, you, they have to make their decision if they don't want to enter this situation. When is camp supposed to start now? Uh, the 18th? Okay. Six, uh, it, it got backed up again from the. It yeah. was originally the tenth, and, and then they got and, backed up because the voting. And play starts the first of August. Okay. Yes. Okay. So guys can guys have the option to I, yeah. eliminate themselves uh, from the return to play by the thirteenth. By the thirteenth. Yep. See, and I don't think hockey players, for the most part, are going to do that. I don't think that's so either. One, that's one sport, and this might sound stupid. But that's one sport where that whole macho thing remains important. Hockey players will not be happy, but I don't think you're going. I think you're going to see a very small amount opt out. Very small. I agree. And that's. I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just the nature of the player. All right, sir. Final thoughts. I'm excited that the NHL has this right, and and you know what? This. I can't believe this. I and I know you. I think you're against this, and I think the majority of sane people are against this. But that's why I'm me. I am very excited for the idea of 10 p.m. late night hockey games in Canada. I love that. Nine or ten o'clock, right? Yeah. So, so we're talking about Toronto. We're talking about games starting at 11 a.m. here. And I don't. It's three a day, right? Are, are we? Are we sure? Do we know which bubble the Wild are in yet? Do we know if they're in Edmonton or? Toronto? I believe they are going to send the West to Edmonton. Okay. So I believe I believe they are going to go West, and the East is going to be Toronto. So Edmonton is an hour behind us in Central Time. So right now it's twelve. It's, so we're it's, talking nine p.m. Yeah. starts. So yes. Yeah, so if it's if in the local time, it's I believe the plan is twelve four and is it twelve four seven and ten? Okay. I believe so. There's basically the, the beauty of this Judd too is there's going to be hockey all day long for like a week in this play because it's playing tournament it's supposed to be really quick you yes know? so yes. It's, it's supposed to take a week just like a baseball series would yes. it's a best of five so um so the, the, that's the beauty of this is you and I are going to be be able to watch hockey literally around the clock and all of us are when this thing starts in August first God willing by the way God willing it's not first so my my concern is now are, are we going to get games on on national TV great question but, but is too. the qualifying round going to be on the regionals, so like Fox Sports North. Yeah, that. I think they're going to have, I think the qualifying round is going to be on the regional sports networks so that those contracts can be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And maybe the first round of the playoffs as well. And then I believe starting in the second round, the word is it's going to go to national TV. But I'm sure that NBCSN is going to pick up games starting with a qualifying round. And so my question there is, are we going to have blackout restrictions yeah. on those? Or is this all going to be uh, shown, which would be fantastic? And I think what I saw, the most recent report, is three games per day. The first one would be in Toronto and would start, I think, at noon Eastern, which would be 11 a.m. here, right? Yes, correct. And then the second game would probably be in Edmonton or Toronto, and that would be a 3 o'clock game. So it would be a 2 o'clock game here. Yeah. Is that right? If it's in Toronto, but if it's in Edmonton, it would be a 4 o'clock game. And then the late game, I'm sure, would be consistently in yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, I, I have no idea how the television But they're going to have to play more games than that on some days. Yeah, so like they, Toronto, they're going to have to have three in Toronto some days, Cause, right? Because essentially two would be happening at the same time. Yep. So, 
theoretically, you would, you would think NBC Sports Network, and then if they want to throw it on national NBC, I don't think they'll do that. They might on the weekends. They might on the weekends, but yeah. not during the not weekdays. during the week. Yes. So I would say, NBC- but I want access to as many games as I can possibly get, dude. Totally. So I'm hoping that there's no blackout restrictions enforced oh. at all. I, yeah. My guess is they, my guess, unless it's a side by side wild game, that they won't. That they might black out a wild game on NBCSN here if it's on Fox Sports North. But I want everything else available to me as much as possible. I agree, dude. Uh, we're getting and, hockey back. And I will say this again. Empty arenas. I want mics in play. Yep. I want to hear all the swearing. I don't want anything. Don't apologize for it. If we're going to be forced to watch games with no fans, I'm sure I'm sure they'll try and pipe, a pipe in the sound like they have for soccer. I right. want to hear the swearing. Though. I agree. I'm with you. All right, we're done. Pass shoot score. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test, unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.